When it comes to all the craziness we are seeing around us, plenty of people are wondering how we have gotten to a place where drag queen story hour is commonplace and fatherhood is demeaned as well as the nuclear family maligned. The truth is there is a spirit behind it and we want to be able to recognize this as a spiritual battle as we look at the spirit behind the woke agenda. The Good Fight Radio Show. Welcome back to the Good Fight Radio Show. I'm your host, Chad Davidson of Good Fight Ministries. And on today's episode, we're going to be looking right at that spirit, the spirit behind what is called the woke agenda. So with me today to discuss this very important topic is none other than the president and founder of Good Fight Ministries and pastor of Blessed Hope Chapel in Simi Valley, California, Pastor Joe Schimmel. Important topic, bro. I mean, the whole world you know, around us in the United States, much of it is going woke. Uh, what is woke, you know, and people, I just said a little bit, we we're talking a little earlier, if you have 20 different, you know, people, you're going to maybe 15 different views on what, what woke is, but uh, most people agree that it has to do with, uh, you know, cultural Marxism, it has to do with, uh, you know, free sex, you know, and free gender picking, and, you know, uh, it has to do with a lot of things, Chad, but uh, we're going to, we're going to jump into quite a few things that are part of the woke agenda, and we're going to discover that there is a demonic entity, demonic entities, I should say, that are purveying, purveying and propagating uh, wokeism. Yeah, and we're not going to be going through a, uh, I guess, we're going to go through a history lesson a little bit, but we're not going to do it in chronological order because we're going to look at just a number of different things that all obviously point to the same thing. It's the same reason I came to Christ watching the Soul of Souls for Rock and Roll. It was because I recognized, wait a second, this is a spirit behind it. This isn't just people coming up with really good ideas and they all happen to believe the same thing. It's kind of like that funny joke. People call themselves free thinkers, but all the free thinkers have the same free, really silly thoughts, but those silly thoughts are coming from the spirit behind those thoughts. And so when we look at it, Joe, one of the things that in more modern times, but it's crazy enough, you know, people you would hope have seen it for the state-sponsored money grab that it truly has become— uh, and that is the BLM movement. Now, we obviously, as a ministry, as brothers and sisters in Christ, um, simply we know that black lives do matter. They mattered so much that Jesus Christ died on the cross. That Amen. is very, very clear. But the Black Lives Matter movement, the, the BLM agenda, movement, yeah. the agenda behind it, that so many were so easy, easily just throwing stickers on their car and, and sending money to that where that money's gone now, we know. They, they made millions of dollars and ran off. Millions that of dollars. And imagine all the destruction that happened and some of the movements behind it when there was really injustice that we could go arm in arm with other people, especially brothers in Christ, and say, let's fight against injustices. What they were fighting for actually was nothing uh, that was the real injustice because, first of all, they didn't care about the baby in the womb, specifically black yeah. babies that are disproportionately murdered in the womb because of policy that is allowed. Oh, they were all for butchering black babies, unfortunately. Yeah, they were pro-black baby death, sadly yeah. enough. That's a fact. Especially if you're giving money to Planned Parenthood, uh, guess what? That you are pro-black black baby babies, murder. including little girls. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a heartbreaking thing. And the people behind the Black Lives Matter movement, they were trained Marxist. Yeah. Trained Marxists. And we'll get into Marx a little bit later. Um, they wanted the destruction of the nuclear family. And I wonder why they would want that. Well, because it was a bunch of lesbians that were running this thing. Yeah. And by the way, 
if lesbianism, the destruction of the nuclear family, trained Marxism, and wanting babies to be murdered in the womb, if that wasn't enough to show you this whole thing was absolutely demonic, the fact is, is they were performing witchcraft. In that's fact, right. the leaders of the movement said that's what these protests were. What the Bible described in 1 Peter chapter 4 as revelings that people were getting involved in. Guess what? They were involved in not only revelings, but witchcraft-inspired revelings that people were throwing, just saying, hey, we're all for this BLM movement, not recognizing black lives do matter, and they matter enough that we hate the Black Lives Matter movement. Absolutely. In fact, you can see online uh, there's videotape of these leaders in Black Lives Matter basically doing uh, occult rituals, witchcraft rituals. Uh, They were being guided by demonic entities, demonic spirits that were trying to create unrest and create more and more dependence from people, the populace, upon, you know, liberal government, uh, which the enemy loves to use, uh, and so forth. But it's interesting, Tab, when you go back and you say, where did, and we're gonna actually, this is going to be quite a bit of history in a short amount of time that as you and I go back and forth, even though we're not looking at it chronologically, you'll see it'll fit together chronologically quite well, because where does wokeism really, you know, really begin, and, and what is it really about? Uh, before you get cultural Marxism, uh, you have Darwinism. And Marx and his, his, uh, Marx uh, or Stalin, you know, these guys, you know, believed in Darwin's stuff and his, his teachings. And a lot of people aren't aware. Uh, I'd say 99% plus of Christians and definitely 99% plus of uh, non-Christians aren't aware uh, that Darwin had a hatred for God deep down. And he wrote in the eve of the production of The Origin of the Species, a letter to Thomas Huxley, who was his bulldog, as I mentioned, but he stated this as he wrote his postscript. P.S. My good and kind agent for the propagation of the gospel, i.e. the devil's gospel. Now, he is calling <laughs> Darwinism, evolution, the devil's gospel. Uh, and it's interesting because he, a lot of these evolutionists, these Darwinists, understand more about how evolution is, is basically the devil's gospel than many Christians who want to embrace some kind of theistic version of evolution, Chad, because if you have death before the first human beings, which Darwinism pushes, uh, then you, and you have everything not being made after its own kind, it, it basically undermines the gospel of Jesus Christ because the Bible tells us that death came to the world because of sin and the first humans sinned in the rebellion against God. Uh, and if you, un- you can undermine the gospel by saying, no, death came before that, because what happens is the reason we need the Savior, we need the Redeemer, the Lord Jesus Christ, as our Savior, dying for our sins is because death came in the world as a result of sin. And the consequence of that is our death because of our sin. But guess what? The second Adam came and died for our sins. Uh, and through the gospel of Jesus Christ, we're able to have eternal life. So right from the get-go, he understands that he's undermining the true gospel. He calls him, he's called Thomas Huxley a basically a, a fellow propagator of the devil's gospel. In fact, Darwin would refer to himself as the devil's chaplain. And the reason he called himself the devil's chaplain was because at his university where he had gone, uh, there was a blasphemer that would dress up like a preacher and preach blas- and blaspheme God. In fact, that man was arrested, Chad, two or three times. And he was known on campus as the devil's chaplain. It was a big deal because blasphemy was against the law back then, you know, uh, in, uh, in England. And guess what? He started referring to himself as the devil's chaplain. I think it's very important that we understand this. And also when we look at racism, because wokeism is supposed to be anti-racist, and they ignore that it's the Christians that were the front, forefront of the abolitionist movement, whether it was Wesley or Wilberforce and, and believers out here in the United States as well. I'm talking about the uh, 
Atlantic free trade system that was brought down uh, as when Christians were to the fore. Christians are the ones who believe we teach in the scripture. We teach that Acts 17, Paul, uh, Paul declares very clearly, Chad, that you and I and every other human being, red, brown, yellow, black, or white, uh, are all of one blood, it says. We all come from one man and one woman. So we teach that we're, bas- we're you know, we're basically all the same. I mean, we might have look a little bit different here and there, but we're all the same blood. And we teach that Jesus Christ died for everyone. Amen. And we teach also, uh, as Paul taught, that in Christ is either Jew nor Greek nor Scythian nor barbarian, that there's there's really one race in Christ. Uh, and there's a redeemed. And there are those who reject Christ, right? But we're all one human race, Chad. And I think it's important that we get this because it was through Darwinism that Darwin started teaching, Chad, uh, for instance, and not Origin of the Species so much, but his next book, The Descent of Man. In The Descent of Man, he basically talks about European Caucasians like himself are far beyond the Negroes. He said that that we are far, there's a huge chasm between us and the apes, but the, between uh, black folks and the apes, he goes, there's a, a, a narrower chasm and so forth. That's where racism uh, comes from. Darwinism was basically racist at its core. So it's so interesting when you try to talk to people that are involved in the woke agenda and so forth, and they think that they're they're so loving and they, they see humanity with this woke view, and they, they're clueless in, in regard to Darwin was basically, Darwinism is racism, man. And guess what? Christianity, Jesus made us all, all in his image. He died for us all. We could all be saved, and we'll all be joined together. And we teach our kids, red, brown, yellow, black or white, we're precious. Like God loves the little children, little children of the world. We teach the opposite of racism. What happens, by the way, Chad, I'm just going to get this out real quick because it just popped in my mind. They did a study of racist quotes and uh, so forth on the internet through X amount of years, and they found that these racist quotes came mainly from, you know, areas in the northeast of the country among liberals, not (laughs) non-liberals. Yeah, I know. It, it, it's pretty sad. And in fact, even the origin of species, when you actually get into the actual title of the book, it is the origin of species on the origin of species by means of natural selection or the preservation of favored, favored races, races right. in There's the struggle there. for life. That's right. And so you even had that going forward with them as well. It is it is just mind-boggling, it, it, the, you know, these racist books that they teach our children. Through. As That's in the so struggle for life, as in my struggle, I mean, uh, mind comfort. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. And that that segues us really well because a lot of people don't realize some of the, honestly, people have no idea how occultic um, when it came to the Nazis, which is the National Socialist Party, by the way, socialism. Oh, yeah, that's right. National Socialist Party. <laughs> and And when it comes to Hitler, I mean, he really believed, by the way, that he was a part of what they were calling, what, the Thousand Year Reich or the thousand year reign, yeah. obviously coming against what the Bible says about the thousand year reign, the millennial kingdom that were promised in the book of Revelation in chapter 20. But also, this was something that actually is a more recent discovery, Joe. Heinrich Himmler, they uncovered in the Czech Republic a stash of books on witchcraft in that library that had been hidden for 50 years, and the German SS chief amassed a 13,000 volume library on the occult. He had warped views and believed mysticism was proof of the Aryan race's uh, superiority. And some of his books were actually a part of the Norwegian Order of Freemasons Library. Now we could get into the Freemasons as well. That could take, that's a whole nother episode we got to do. <laughs> We've done do some of them. Do, do on it. But, but guys, the reason why we're pointing all this out, whether it's from BLM or whether 
it is from Darwin or whether it is from Adolf Hitler himself, over and over again, what you're seeing is these guys are deeply involved with a spirit that is pushing forth all of this stuff. I mean, ultimately, it, you know, when it comes to Darwin, when we can look at Darwin and Hitler, and if we can put those that worldview together, we can recognize, I guess what, there. if you are really just a moist robot, so to speak, if you're really just the byproduct of a mindless, thoughtless explosion, a cosmic burp, as it were, that has no real meaning, it's not going towards anything except for an ultimate end, then guess what? What Hitler has done and what this person has done or your neighbor who stole from you or whatever it may be, all of it is what? It's all meaningless. It's all nothing. And they're surprised when something happens, that when kids who are told they're animals act like animals. And you're supposed to give some weird meaning that you don't even know the answer to. These teachers have no idea. They're blind guides leading blind people into a ditch. And ultimately, guys, the most important thing out of this as we go through, and you guys are seeing this, is that ultimately this isn't just a bunch of ideas that are going through people's head, but it's a spirit. Absolutely. I mean, so you look at you could look at Hitler, you could look at uh, uh, Darwin himself, but in between Hitler and Darwin, there was Karl Marx mm. and many socialists. I mean, Marxism is being taught in the top universities. Many of the universities that profess Christ at first, like Yale and Harvard, claim to be Christian universities, They've been taken over by woke folks and uh, the cult of woke, as I call them. And it's interesting when you, you, you look at uh, what Marx taught, even when he was young. I remember, you know, I was in that rebellious stage. A lot of us are in that rebellious stage when we're, we're teenagers and so forth. And I was channeling poems and poetry or music, songs and stuff from Satan, lyrics that were way beyond me. And, and, but the Lord got a hold of me, turned me to Christ. Well, this is what's interesting is he did the opposite. He was brought up in Christ and then he turned to Satan. And we have his poetry uh, before he came up with Marxism. And listen to one of his uh, poems. It's called Human Pride. And he writes, quote, Words I teach all mixed up into a devilish muddle. Thus, anyone may think just what he chooses to think. With disdain, I will throw my gauntlet full in the face of the world and see the collapse of the pygmy giant whose fall will not stifle my ardor. Then will I wander godlike and victorious through the ruins of the world. And given my words and active force, I will feel equal to the creator. Now, Chad, it's a trip when you look at that because he's actually, you know, basically showing himself, displaying himself as though he's God, you know, kind of like what the Antichrist would do, right? And there's another poem he wrote that's even, it's even more blatant than that. And it sounds a lot like Isaiah chapter 14 when Satan says in verses like 12 through 15 there or so that, you know, I'll exalt myself above the stars of God who, above the size of the north, I'll be like the most high God. Uh, in this other poem, Marx writes this, I have lost heaven and know for sure my soul, once faithful to God, now is destined for hell. I'll set up my throne above. Cold and terrible will be the peak of it. Master, most black agony. The one who will look with healthy looks will turn away, turn pale and deadly mute, possessed by blind and cold deafness, will prepare a tomb with his happiness. You will sink down and I shall follow laughing, whispering in your ears, descend, come with me, friend, end quote. Wow, you know, one of the things that I remember as a new believer, people would come to me with this all the time. Oh, you know, most of the world's wars are all started from religion. Or some would even say all of the world's wars are really started on religion. And they don't really understand how many millions and millions of people have died from Marxism. Or over 100 million, right? Better specifically, atheism. Yeah. And I, I want to go over just a couple of things. I, I want to read from this. And 
Karm.org put this article together, and I remember reading it as a younger believer. I'm like, wow, that's incredible. So I'm going to read from it so you guys can get some of the numbers, because I recently talked about this on a show, and people were saying, hey, can you give me more numbers on that? So this is a great way to do that. It says, quote, an interesting source of truth on the matter is Philip and Axelrod's three-volume Encyclopedia of Wars, which chronicles some 1,763 wars that have been waged over the course of human history. Of those wars... The authors categorize 123 as being religious in nature. That's 123 out of 1,763, which is an astonishingly low 6.98% of all wars. However, when one subtracts out those waged in the name of Islam, 66 of those 123, the percentage is cut by more than half to 3.23%. But check this out. Not only are we seeing that non-religious wars are really what's causing it, how about non-religious dictators and the lives that have been lost from them? In R.J. Rummel's work, Lethal Politics and Death by Government, these are some of the quotes. From Joseph Stalin, 42,672,000. From Mao Zedong, 37,828,000. Adolf Hitler, 20,946,000. Chiang Kai-shek, 10,214,000. Vladimir Lenin, 4,017,000, Hideki Tojo, 3,990,000, and Paul Pot, 2,397,000. Rummel says almost 170 million men, women, and children have been shot, beaten, tortured, knifed, burned, starved, frozen, crushed, or worked, worked to death, buried alive, drowned, hung, bombed, or killed in any other of a myriad of ways governments have afflicted death on unarmed, helpless citizens and foreigners. The dead could conceivably be nearly 360 million. It is though our species has been devastated by a modern black plague, and indeed it was, but a black pig of power, not germs. Joe, the truth is, is has nothing to do with religion, these wars. These are atheistic, communisted, power-hungry people. Yeah, and isn't it interesting that the world gets it so backwards, you know? In fact, we we state that true Christians uh, do not wage war against other people. Uh, we don't go and say, hey, let's go kill those people. We can defend ourselves, and the Bible encourages us to uh, defend ourselves, you know, uh, and our families. If you don't provide for your own family, you're worse than an infidel, so I provide protection. Uh, we can defend our brothers and sisters in Christ. If So I'm not saying there's not a just war. What I'm saying is we don't go and rip people off, take their oil, things of that nature, and we don't go and persecute people if they're as Christians, if they're a different religious persuasion. I don't take a gun out of see a Jehovah's Witness come to my house. No, I love that person or a Mormon. I love them. They need to know the true Jesus, you know. So we pray for them. We love them. Uh, but it's interesting because uh, you know you'll always hear about oh you know look what happened under this or that. A lot of times we're talking about Roman Catholicism, Chad. I'm uh, talking about true Christianity. Uh, but also another uh, thing that we see going on within wokeism is is drugs, you know. And we're going to try to cover some ground pretty quick, but. Uh, when you look at the whole, you know, I mean, just, I just, I think it read it in the news this morning uh, or last night, which uh, Robert De Niro, his, I think, 18 or 19 year old grandson just died from overdosing. And it was, well, I guess he died of fentanyl poisoning. Mm. And a lot of that's laced in the heroin and a lot of the other drugs. And, and what's interesting to me is the whole woke philosophy. I mean, he was very strong about this whole woke philosophy, De Niro himself, about, you know, the open borders and uh, so forth. And, and, you know, that was letting all the fentanyl in. And I'm like, man, now he's at a funeral. I'm like, do you realize, you know, do people realize that the policies and the people that, you know, the liberal politicians that 
are being promoted. Many of these guys could care less that these drugs are coming in because they want to get more and more people to fill their, their voting base up because they're about power and they're about money, very many, very many of these. And they don't care about the lives of these children. Over 100,000 overdoses in our country every year right now with young people. I mean, that should be ripping people's hearts out. But people are about being woke and, oh, drugs are okay. Let's, let's legalize drugs. Let's legalize this drug. Let's legalize that drug. Let's give them needles and so forth. And it's really heartbreaking. But at the, but at the root of the whole drug thing, bro, it's kind of interesting. I mean, you have, when you look, you go back and you look at Timothy Leary, for instance, who was the Harvard, defunct Harvard professor uh, turning, you know, turning everybody on to drugs, you know, drop out and turn on and uh, tune in. Yeah, yeah. Turn on, tune in. And drop out. And uh, I guess, I mean, he was a follower of Satanist Lester Crowley. And he admitted that, you know, he was trying to complete Crowley's mission. And he has admitted on a, uh, you know, a public, uh, a PBS interview. Timothy Leary, the defunct Harvard professor, led the drug revolution in the 1960s as he handed out mescaline and LSD like it was candy to the youth. This in turn opened up the hippie youth of the West through the pagan demonic gods of the East who were also promoted by Lester Crowley. On a PBS interview, Timothy Leary let his hair down and admitted that he was carrying on Satanist Aleister Crowley's work and that the 1960s is when the plan began to come to fruition. Well, I've been an admirer of Aleister Crowley. I think that uh, I'm carrying on much of the work that uh, he started uh, over 100 years ago, and I think the 60s themselves. You know, Crowley said uh, um, he was in favor of, uh, of uh, finding your own self and, and uh, uh, do what thou wilt shall be the whole of the law under love. It was a very powerful statement. I'm sorry he isn't around now to appreciate the glories that he started. Crowley predicted that America would pick up, quote, a few axioms on which a working majority can agree, a few dogmas which it could rally. Do what thou wilt, of course, became do your own thing. And if it feels good, do it in the 1960s. Timothy Leary came up with a few of his own. He looked out at that crowd and he said, turn on, tune in, That's right. and drop out. Turn on, tune in and drop out. We're turned on and we're tuned in and we're very dropped out. Turn on, tune in and drop out. <laughs> turn on, tune in and drop out became turn on, tune in and take over as the easily led Crowley and youth culture was deceived into believing that they had received spiritual enlightenment when in fact they had swung the door open to Satan and his plan to destroy the world. Satan had effectively slipped in his destructive teachings to undermine traditional moral values through the cloak of a supposed anti-materialistic peace movement. But Chad, you and I, we both have studied this. If, if you look at the, the, the Hebrew word that's translated witchcraft in Exodus, it's a, it's a word that had to do with cutting, the root word from that, cutting herbs and drugs, many scholars believe, like Kenneth Kitchen, who was a, a scholar there at Liverpool, a Bible scholar there at Liverpool. Uh, it's interesting as well that Crowley himself, you know, wrote poems like Stab Your Demoniac, you know, cocaine, you know, stab your demoniac smile on my face. Or he wrote channeling Iwas, that, who he identified as Satan, that I'm the snake that gives delight to worship me, drink alcohol and, and take strange drugs. And, and I'm the snake that gives delight. He says, uh, you know, he's, he says to partake of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, which is interesting because later on you would have literally Timothy Leary with Aldous Huxley. We was talking about, you know, Thomas Huxley earlier. That was his grandson, right? You have Aldous Huxley and him together talking about the first drug prohibition was at the was the tree of knowledge of good and evil by God Himself. Mm -hmm. So I think that's fascinating. And then the New Testament word for, for sorcery is pharmakeia, which is also has, has to do with drugs. Early church fathers understood that not only as an as a 
drug that caused abortion, but could it open you up to the demonic world? And that's what's happening today with the hallucinogens, all the so-called microdosing and so forth. People are opening themselves up to the demonic entities. Uh, even Joe Rogan, Chad, one of the shows that was played recently, Joe Rogan has shown talking about how he loves to smoke pot because he gets to see the devil. He loves to be paranoid. They're opening, these guys are opening themselves up to these demonic forces. It's exactly what the Bible warns about. One last thing, because we didn't have time to cover it, but we've covered the wokeism with regard to transgenderism and everything lately. But I'll just say this. There's spirits speaking to these people. In fact, who is the most popular young person that promoted, as kind of the poster gal who became the poster boy from Ellen to uh, Elliot Page, uh, claiming to be a male now, but big article in the Los Angeles Times just, I think it was a week or two ago, uh, I read online, and Ellen Page is claiming to be Elliot Page and claims a voice told Ellen that you can transgender. Why don't you consider transgendering? There's demonic spirits. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers of the darkness of this world. The Bible says against spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. And when you look at the symbol for Satan that Crowley used, which he got from Eliphaz Levi, is the Baphomet. It's an androgynous satanic being which confuses the sexes. The root of all of this, folks, we've been going through every all of it, whether it's BLM or whether it's uh, you know, harlotry that we see in Revelation 18, Babylon, uh, the sexual sin, or the, we talk about Marxism, talk about Darwin, Darwinism, and so forth. It all has roots in demonic entities. Turn from them and turn to Jesus. Amen. God bless you guys. You've been listening to The Good Fight Radio Show with pastor and author Joe Schimmel and host Chad Davidson discussing contemporary issues in light of the Bible and how they relate to family, culture, and the church. To learn more about Good Fight Ministries, visit us online at goodfight.org. Join our growing social media family and consider partnering with us at patreon.com slash goodfight.